Let's go, let's go. We're learning Le'ilu Yishmas Imi Marasi Necha Bas Chaim Zedel. We're learning Le'ilu Yishmas Arkadoshim of our Achinu Kolbeis Yisrael, those who have been taken from us since October 7th. And we learn Bezachus, our Chayalim, they should be victorious Bekaro very soon in our day to eradicate the evil of Hamas from our midst. Okay, we are in the last line of Yud Gimel Amud Beis, going into Yud Dalad Amud Aleph. The last line darshins the pasuk from Parak Gimel pasuk Aleph in the Megillah. It says Vayomer. Sorry, Yud Aleph pasuk Yud Aleph. It says Vayomer Hamelech Lahamon Hakesef Nosun Lach VeHaAm LaAsos BaKetov BeEinecha. So the King says to Haman, the Kesef, the silver, should be given to you. And the nation, what you want to do with it, what's good in your eyes, you could do with it, with Am Yisrael. What's going on here? So Amar, Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Abba says, What could be this likened to? What's going on between Ahasuerus and Haman? What's it domed to? What is it similar to? Adam. We have two people. We have one person who has a heap of dirt in his field. And you have the other one, he has this channel, this um, furrow within his field that he wants to fill up. So the charitz, the one who has the furrow, who wants to fill it up, he says, who will give to me this mound of dirt for money? He sees the mound of dirt, he wants it for money. He wants to pay it, right? He'll pay for it. And then you bal hatel amar. So the one who owns the heap of dirt, he says, "Me tainly charutz zebedam." Who will give me this charutz for money that I could pay them, that I, so that I can use it to fill in my dirt into uh, this um, this uh, channel that's uh, empty? So liyamim, some days go by. Nizdavgu zeitzalzet. They meet each other. Amar lo bal charutz le bal hatel. So the bal charutz the owner of the furrow, he says to the owner of the mound, he says, he says, please sell to me this uh, this tell that you have, this mound of dirt that you have, so that because he wants to fill it, he wants to fill in his uh, his pit with it. So he says, you know what, you should better that you just take the heap itself and that would be halavai, would be great. Meaning they both want to, he wants to get rid of his mound. So what Ahasuerus is doing here, he's like, you know, take the money and you could do what you want with Am Yisrael. Same thing is like, take the mound of dirt and do whatever you want with it. You don't even have to pay for it. Okay, that's what it was similar to. So, and just to bring it back to Ahasuerus, he has Am Yisrael. Haman has this, you know, empty pit that he wants to fill up. And therefore, Ahasuerus is like, you know, take this mound, take this mound to him, that being B'nai Yisrael, and just fill it up with whatever you want to do with it. Okay, now we're up to Parak Gimel, Pasuk Yud. It says, tabato. So this is the king, he removes, Ahasuerus removes the ring, he places it on Haman's hand. By the way, it's very similar, a lot of similarities between this and the entire story of Yosef HaTzadik. When Paro gives him the ring and he becomes in charge, of course, it's the exact opposite. Regarding this is where Haman, the, the, the Russia, has power, whereas it's Yosef HaTzadik has power in Mitzrayim. However, a lot of similarities. So he removes the ring. Amar Rabbi Abba Bar Kahana, Rabbi Abba Bar said, G'doylo hasaras taba'as yoyser me'arba'im u'shmona nevi'im v'shiva nevi'os 
He says, greater is the removal of the ring more than the 48 prophets and the seven prophetesses who prophesied for Am Yisrael. Why? Because all of them, no matter what they were telling Am Yisrael, they never really were successful in bringing back Am Yisrael to being, doing tshuva entirely and being good. But the removal of the ring given to Haman, that was the wake-up call for Am Yisrael to actually return to be good and to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The rabbis taught, There were 48 Nevi'im and 7 Nevi'ot that prophesied for Yisrael. And they never detracted or added to what was written in the Torah, except for Mikra Megillah. Right, that was the one thing where the Nevi'im, and there were Nevi'im at the time of the Purim story. You had Malachi, Chagai. So you said, at that time, this is the only one that they actually added. Mikra Megillah was the only thing they added to the Torah. So my Darush, what did they expound? Why was it that this was the only thing out of all the prophets that you were able to add to the Torah as like a new book? Now, by the way, you could ask the question, what do you mean? We have books of the Nevi'im in the Torah. So why is what's even the question? But there's something, it's that the prophets themselves, they didn't add any, again, maybe you say mitzvos, right? By Purim, there's like actual mitzvos that we have to do. Um, and that's uh, that's adding in a way to the Torah. It's like there's a new part of the Torah. So why why was it why was it necessary? What did the Nevi'im of that time see? And Megillah is extremely necessary more than any other type of nevuah or episode. So Amar Rabbi Chiyabar Abin, Amar Rabbi Yoshua Ben Karcha, Rabbi Chiyabar Abba said the name Rabbi Yoshua Ben Karcha, so he says like this, if by going from slavery to freedom, when we left Mitzrayim, we say song, we say shira, so therefore, therefore when we go from the sentence of death for all of Am Yisrael, that was sentenced by Haman and Achashverosh, to now being going to life, now we're going to live, all the more so, all the more so we should be saying shira. So, and therefore, the answer is, so we should be saying Shira, and that being this new book, the book of the Megillah, is like this type of uh, Shira that we have here. But the question is, if this really be true, then why don't we say Halal as well on, on Purim? We don't say Halal, we just read the Megillah. So the answer, first answer given in the Gemara is, Lefisha'in omrim Halal al Neshub why? Because we don't say halal on a miracle that happened outside of Eretz Yisrael, and Purim happened in Pras Umadai. It happened in Persia. So granted, we're going to add the Megillah so that we can at least recognize the beautiful miracle, the Nes Nistar that Akash Baruch Hu performed for Akal Yisrael, but we're not going to say halal. So then Gemara asks, Wait a second, but Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, when we left Mitzrayim, that happened outside of Eretz Yisrael. So how is it that we say Shir? How do we say song? How do we say Halal on, on Pesach? So Kid Tanya, so this is the answer. Like we, it was taught in a brisa. This is how it works. Until Yisrael entered into Eretz Yisrael, at that point, all the other lands are kosher. And if a miracle happens to Am Yisrael, we could say Shira based on that miracle because we still have not entered into Eretz Yisrael. However, 
But once Am Yisrael entered into Eretz Yisrael, <clears throat> then Then at that point, all the lands are not kosher for how to be said when a miracle happens there for Kali Yisrael. It's only now designated for Eretz Yisrael. <clears throat> this seems to be very similar to the, the discussion we had earlier around four blot ago, where we spoke about how, you know, when the Mishkan was in places like Shiloh, then the Bama Katana, someone can have their own Mizbeach, you know, in the backyard, in between Mishkan Shiloh and and the Beis HaMikdash in Yerushalayim. Ah, but once you have the Beis HaMikdash in Yerushalayim, then there will never be a time afterwards that you can have a Mizbeach anywhere else. So to hear, once we enter into Eretz Yisrael, you can never have a Hallel to be said if a miracle happened anywhere else. It has to be in Eretz Yisrael. So that's the first answer. So we know why we could say halal after Yitzhak Mitzrayim, because we still haven't entered into Eretz Yisrael. But by Purim, that happened outside of Eretz Yisrael, so there's no halal. Okay, another answer as to why we don't say halal on Purim, it's because Rav Nachman, Omar, Rav Nachman says, Kriyasa zu halila. Rav Nachman, famous, beautiful answer. He says, no, the reading of the Gemala, the, sorry, the reading of the Megillah itself, that is the halal of Purim. Ah, Therefore, there are very interesting questions, halakhic questions. Let's say you're on a stranded island, you don't have a Megillah. Could you fulfill potentially reading the Megillah by saying halal, at least like the essence of the day, saying halal? It's a good question. Based on Rav Nachman, it seems like maybe you could. Okay, but he says the reading of the Megillah, that is the halal, and therefore we don't have to say halal because we did by saying the Megillah, by reading the Megillah. Rava, my Rava says, Bishlam Ahasam, it makes sense over there when it comes to Yitzhak Mitzrayim, where it says halu avde Hashem, this is in Tehillim, Parakufiyot Gimel, Pasuk Aleph, says, Halu Avdei Hashem, praise be the servants of Hashem, below Avdei Paro. We could say that because we were not slaves anymore to Paro. We were not slaves, sorry, we were servants to Hashem. El but over here by the story of Purim, Halalu Avdei Hashem, right, to praise the servants, the servants of Hashem will praise Hashem, below Avdei Achashverosh. And we would imply from there that, yes, the servants of Hashem praise him and not the servants of Achashverosh. However, the problem is, the problem is that even after the story of Purim, we're still considered servants or slaves to Achashverosh. He was still the king at the time. So it's really not open yet to really express the Hallel. And by the way, this Pasuk is in Hallel. So the essence of saying Hallel is to acknowledge that we are servants only to Hashem. Sad thing is that by the story of Purim, even after the great miracle, we were still servants to Ahasuerus. So now the Gemara asks, Bein Rava, Bein Rav Nachman, Kashya. Whether it be Rava or Rav Nachman, it really still is a question. What's the question? We learned in a At the end of the day, when, the Brisa said, as we saw earlier, once we entered into Eretz Yisrael, then all other lands where a miracle would happen, it's not kosher to lead to us eventually saying halal for that miracle that happened. So the question on Rava is, Rava just seemed to imply that if we were not servants anymore, slaves anymore, we would be able to say halal even though we were in Persia. And of course, Rav Nachman is saying, wait a second, the Megillah is the halal. But the problem is we really can't be saying halal based on this miracle because it didn't happen in Eretz Yisrael. So what's the answer? So now it kind of brings us back to also this real similarity, once again, to the difference between Mishkan Shiloh and Yerushalayim. Like the interim, like Kevan Shigalu, since we were exiled from Eretz Yisrael, what happened? Chazru Lahachshir and Harishon. It went back to the prepared state of all other lands, like it was originally Harishon, the, by the first way, like it was. Meaning, it's we're like back to stage one, where it's as if we it was before we entered into Eretz Yisrael, where now all of the lands are kosher. That if a miracle happens there, we could say Hallel for that miracle. Okay, but then once we go back into Eretz Yisrael for Migdash Sheni. 
that might not be the case, or that is not the case. And we can't say hollow based on a miracle that happened elsewhere. So Batuleka. So now the Gemara asks, getting back to, we, we said there was 48 Nevi'im and 7 Nevi'ot. So the Gemara asks, Batuleka, were there not more? Vaxiv, doesn't it right? In the Pasuk, in Shmuel Aleph, Parak Aleph, Pasuk Aleph. It says, There was this one man, from the Ramasim Sofim, who was able to the onlooker or to, to, to gaze or to have a view. So, how do they break down this Pasuk? What is it? Echad. So, what does it mean? Ish Echad. It was one. Now, it takes Minha Ramasim, Mi Masayim Sofim, Shinis Navalim Israel. So, they derive from the Pasuk. There was one man. And this is talking about Elkanah, who was from now Ramasim. We're saying it's like take a break it out, break the word and say like Har Masayim, as if 200. So it was one of 200 Sofim prophets, Shinis Navul Hamli Yisrael, who prophesied for Am Yisrael. Wait a second. We just said there was 48 and seven. Now we're saying there was 201. So that's the question the Gemara has. From based on, on how we derive that Pasuk, it sounds like there was Elkanah was. Uh, a prophet uh, of 200, way more than 48. So the Gemara answers, He says, you know what? The truth is there was actually more than that. Kedatanya, as it was taught in Abraisa, there were so many Nevi'im which stood for Am Yisrael, Kiflaim double the Kiyotim Mitzrayim, like those who left Mitzrayim. Does that mean like double the 600,000 of the men that were between 20 and 50 or 20 and 60? Right. It sounds like there was so many Nevi'im, so why is our Gemara just stopping by 48 and 7? So the answer is this. The truth is that only out of these thousands of Nevi'im, only the Nevua, only the prophecy, which is needed for all generations, that's written down in Tanakh. However, but what that, what's not written down, what's not needed for all generations is not written down. There were very many, there was thousands of small Nevi'im or small Nevuos here and there, none of them were necessary for all generations, therefore they weren't written down. Now you look back, so there was 48 Nevi'im and 7 Nevi'ot, and Megillah is now grouped in with that number of all the things that were necessary for Am Yisrael for all generations. But yes, if you go back to Nevi'ot, there's thousands of more that were there, but they just weren't necessary for us, Bizman or for all generations. Okay, Rab Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani, Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani says, Adam Habba, now this is just another way of expounding on this Pasuk from Shmuel Aleph, of Ayhi Ishechad Min Haramasim Tzofim. So he says, Adam Habba, what does this mean? This person, he came, Mishtei Ramos, so he came from two mountains, which look one to the other. Okay, that's how he's understanding this Ishechad. He came from these Shteramot, these two mountains that one they, could stay, they look one to another. Okay, Rabbi Chanin Amar, so this is a third interpretation of how to expound this Pasuk from Shmuel Aleph, Perak Aleph, Pasuk Aleph, it says, Adam Habba, what does it mean? The Ishechad min Hamara Sim Tzofim, it means Adam Habba mibne Adam she'om de Merumo shel Olam. It was, a person who came, who was the son of a person, who stood by the heights of the world. Who was that? It was the sons of Korach. It says in Bamidbar, the sons of Korach did not die. 
Now this, but they were swallowed by the by the ground. They didn't die, though. However, because Tana Mishum Rabbeinu was taught in the name of Rabbeinu Rabbi Nasi Makom Nisbatzer Lehem BeGehenem VeAmdu Alav. There was a place set aside for them in Gehenem, in Purgatory VeAmdu Alav, and they stood by it, which means that they were like on top of that world, the lower world. They didn't die. Okay, and Elkanah came from that um, that. Um, uh, that family of Korach. Okay, so now the Gemara says, Sheva Neviot Manniu. So we said there was 48 Neviim. Now, who are the seven prophetesses, the seven women prophets? So who were they? They were Sarah, Miriam, Devorah, Chana, Avigail, Chuldav, Esther. So now we're going through each one. Sarah, Dechsev. How do we know Sarah was a prophet? Dechsev, Avi, Malkav, Avi, Yiska. It says in Barashis, Yod Aleph, Pasuk, Chavtes, it says that um, that was his Charon, uh, that he was the uh, father of Milka and the father of Yiska. So it says, V'amar Rabbi Yitzchak, and Rabbi Yitzchak says, Yiska Zusar. Yiska, this is referring to Sarah. So now, V'lama Nikra Shema Yiska. Why was she called Yiska? It's because Shesachsa Baruch HaKodesh, she was able to see with divine spirits. She had like this ability to have a be a prophet. Shnemar, as it says, and this is in Bereshis Chaf Aleph Yud Beis, it says, Kolash, HaKadosh Baruch says to Avram Avinu, Kolash, Toymar Alecha Sarah Shema Bekola. Whatever Sarah says to you, listen to her voice. Davar Acher, another way of looking at it is Yiska Shakol Sochim Biyafia. Yiska means that everyone gazed at her beauty. Okay, but you see, HaKadosh Baruch was acknowledging she does have this divine spirit within her. Avram, listen to what she says. Okay, number two, Miriam, Dichsev has it right. And Miriam took this talking about after Kriyas Yamsu, she took the tambourines to sing, and she was the Nevi'ah, the sister of Aaron. This is in Shemos Tesvav Chaf. So Gemara asks, Velo Achos, Achos Aaron, Velo Achos Moshe, she was not the sister of Aaron, not the sister of Moshe. Amrav Nachman Amrav, Shahisa Misnab, Kashi Achos Aaron, Veomer. It's, so Rav Nachman Rav says it's when she was she had prophecy when she was still only the sister of Aaron. That's why I didn't say sister of Moshe as well. Only when she was the sister of Aaron did she have this nevuah, which was veomeres asida imi sheteled ben she yoshia as Yisrael. She said in the future my mother's going to have a son who's going to save the Jewish people. Uveshash nolad and when he was born. When Moshe was born, the entire house was filled with this beautiful light. And then Amar Avia v'Nashkal Rosh, and then her father stood next to her, right Amram, and he gave her a kiss on the head. Amar he said to her, "Bitinis kaimo nevuasach." He said, "He said, my daughter, your nevuah has come true." V'kevan or, and then when they had to send Moshe into the Nile, Amar Avia v'Tavchal Rosh. Her father stood up, loosely sounds like he gave her like a little patch on the head, or maybe covered her head from tefach, you know, the, the hand maybe just covered the head. And said to her, He said, my daughter, where has your nevuah gone? And this is why it writes, this is in Shemos Beis, Pasuk Dalar, Batitatsev, Achoso, Merachok, that Miriam stood from a distance to know to know what to know exactly what will be at the end of her nevuah, right? Well, how how will her nevuah really come true? That's when she was seeing Moshe, but going down the Nile, so she was wondering how is this nevuah going to actually take its course if he might die now? 
Okay, number three, Devora Dixiv. So it writes by Devora, Devora Ishanivia, Ashis Lapidos. Devora was a woman of prophecy, um, a woman of Lipidos, or the 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 wife of Lipidos. So my Ashis Lipidos, what does it mean? Ashis Lipidos. Shahisa Osa Pesilos Lamigdash. Lipidos means like flames. <clears throat> So what does it mean that she was like the, the wife of flames? That she made these wicks for the Migdash that would use, be used for the menorah. And then it says, this is in Shoftim. So the first puzzle was in Shoftim Dalad Dalad. Now it's in Shoftim Dalad. Hey, it says, Vihi Yosheves Tachas Tomar. So she would sit under the palm tree. So my Shona Tachas Tomar. Why does it say that she sat under the palm tree? What was that necessary for? Uh, this is for her to judge cases. So Amar Shimon ben Amshalom, Amar Shimon ben Amshalom said, Mishum Yichud. It's because she didn't want to be secluded with anyone inside a building. So she would sit underneath the tree and then it would be in vision of everyone. It wouldn't be considered Yichud, seclusion with another man. Another understanding is, why does it tell us under the Tomar, under the palm tree? So Ma Tamar ze ein lo ela lev echa. Just like the Tamar only has one heart, meaning it has one trunk, one the roots are only for itself. It doesn't spread out to other trees. So too, the Jewish people at that time, they only had a heart that was directed, they were together with their heart to be one with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, their father in heaven. It's interesting, it's called like the uh, the hearts of palm, right? The date palm, it has one heart. So too, Am Yisrael had one heart to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then the fourth one, Chana. Chana dechsev as writes by Chana v'atitpalo Chana v'atomar alatzlibi l'ba'ashem rama karni ba'ashem. So as Chana says, this is in Shmuel Aleph Parak Beis Pasuk Aleph that Chana davened and she said alatzlibi ba'ashem. My heart rejoices with Hashem rama karni ba'ashem that my horn has been lifted to Hashem rama karni velo rama pachis. He says. My my horn has been lifted, exalted to Hashem, but not my flask. So what was she saying there? What was she seeing within this prayer? David and Shlomo HaMelech, who were anointed with the horn, the oil through the horn, their kingdom continued forever. The kingdom of David HaMelech. However, but Shaul and Yehu, who were anointed with their kingdom through a uh, pitcher of oil, a jug of oil, lo malchus, and their, their kingdom did not continue. It ended very quickly. So she, this is saying that she kind of had this nevuah to know that Shaul wouldn't last, Shaul and Yehu wouldn't last, whereas David and Shlomo would last. And then it says, Ein kadosh ka ki There's no one like you, Hashem. There's no one beside you. Amr of Yehuda bar Menashe. So Yehuda bar Menashe says, Al tikre um, biltecha, beside you, ela levelosecha. Though there's no one that can outlast you, survive you. Why? Because the midas, the traits of a kaddish are not like that of a mere human being. Midas Right, the uh, the creations of a person they usually outlast the person. They can last longer. A person dies before the things that they build die. He, in a way, swallows. He clearly outlasts the the formation, the things that he has created. And then there is no rock like our God. There is no fashioner. There is no former like our God. How so? Adam tsar tsura al gabe hakotel. 
A person can make a form, draw a picture on a wall, but he's not able to place within it any spirit, any neshama, any innards whatsoever. He forms a form within a form. He forms the fetus within the womb. And yet he's still able and he's still able to fit within them the uh, spirit, the neshama, the innards, build the entire body within and bring life to that. Okay, so we just finished the fourth neviyah. Now we'll stop here. We'll continue next time. Yashir. Koach.